Starman checking it again. Astro Alicorn and I have some more useful data for you to download. Hey, yo, straight up. Let's just let it go straight up. That's so data. Something you can load later. So download this, we now fan focus Profoundly crafting the sound opus So download uh, this, we yes. now fan focus Here we Profoundly go. crafting the sound opus End of the earth may be coming sooner than we know When replaced with something lunar I'll blast off right where you're going standing You can catch me at the next moon landing On cloud nine, the dimension of living Way beyond comprehension of legend Straight up like divine levitation This is musical meditation Bringing our mind to the common state Free of excess so we can dominate All our celestial tests exceeded Straight up, no special effects needed A star's linking from a constellation Vibrating the points beyond rotation Straight up, I was sent for protection And to bring about interconnection Hey yo, straight up Let's just let it go straight up That's all data Something you can load later So download this We now found focus Profoundly crafting the sound opus So download this We now found focus Profoundly crafting the sound opus Bringing more facts than encyclopedias And way more facts than any media Straight up you know the philosophy We conquer obstacles and possibly Opening up brand new dimensions Reducing lives to their true intentions No smoke screens, none of these slow pokes seem Showboat showing out in your photo scenes Straight up get ate up continuously No cinema, I mean venomously Peep through the lenses, I'll let you to see If you don't wake up, you'll end up 2D Every bit ate up to state it flatly You can't hate on me, you hated at me We ain't even in the same universe You can do your worst, but you'll never do me worse Yo, straight up, let's just let it go straight up That's all data, something you can load later So download this, we now found focus Profoundly crafting the sound opus So download this, we now found focus Profoundly crafting the sound opus Yo, straight up, let's just let it go straight up That's all data, something you can load later so download this, we now found focus Profoundly crafting the sound opus So download this, we now found focus Profoundly crafting the sound opus Zip zop zoomity bop Life at zero gravity is being redefined It used to be about being a peaceful force Unbothered by the ills of the world Now it's about actively defeating the ills of the world So that's what we're doing <laughs> We're di life in zero gravity is about not compromising your self-worth for the sake of other people um i believe i had done this for a while i had uh and the song that i led you in with by the way before i get too sidetracked is a zero graph song from life in zero gravity part three and it's called straight up soul data so if you're looking for it it's str8 the number eight up. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's that song is just a way to kind of 
just breaking down the, the breaking down things. That's what that song's about. It's about downloading some soul data that can upgrade your life. So I hope you enjoyed that. But yeah, life in zero gravity is changing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being peaceful and positive. Never going to say that. Never going to say like, oh, how could you be so peaceful and positive? What kind of person would be peaceful and positive? Because, I mean, candy is peaceful and positive, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, no, my, my daughter's eating some candy right now. But uh, being peaceful and positive is never going to be a bad thing. But the, the problem is when you start sacrificing who you really are, and then you end up not being able to be happy because you're giving in too much. And that's something that I've done. In my younger days, I was much more rebellious. And I was like, I, I wasn't worried about the consequences. I wasn't worried. I didn't think things through. I just, I acted off emotion. And, you know, that's just how I was up until I had my daughter, really. Up until she was born, I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm I'm going hard in the paint right now. I don't... <laughs> I don't care. Like I'm doing what I'm just going to keep it real. And I would keep it real and keeping it real meant getting into a lot of fights and, and like pissing a lot of people off online. And that's not, I don't know. Like at the end of the day, that side of my personality is still there and it's kind of coming back. It, well, not the pissing people off online part. That's not gonna. I mean, I might, but I'm not going to like, go out of my way before I would just start stupid arguments <laughs> like just and I wasn't wrong it's just like but people would be mad it's like okay if you post something for everyone to see it and somebody like disagrees with it why are you mad when you put it out there like you don't I know you have like friends on social media but you can't really expect everyone to agree with you all the time like 24 set so i thought that was kind of silly on their part you know i was like eh, we don't really need that <laughs> we don't really need to break that down that way like we can keep it real so i just always to me it was always just a little bit silly that we're gonna like really expect everyone to agree with us all the time like that just does not happen. i mean it definitely doesn't happen for me like i don't even post a lot of stuff anymore but when i did it wasn't like everybody was just in there like agreeing with me it was a lot of people disagreeing and i expected it i you know it's like that's part of the thing if you're gonna put something out for everybody to see like you didn't have to put that out there you took the time to to type it out you took the time to post it so that's you know and this was more on facebook more in the facebook and myspace days you know it's not it really it's not as much now with instagram it doesn't happen quite as often although i mean it does still but everybody's instagrams are so like the way instagram has been is it's like you only see posts from people when you've already liked a bunch of their posts like other than that you don't really see the posts so it's one of those things where you're not really getting the full view of like what's going on on there <laughs> but anyway kind of got sidetracked on that one but like i said nothing wrong with being peaceful and positive i truly do want the best for everyone i'm not a hater like i don't sit there and like wish bad things upon people because that's really a waste of energy at the end of the day like it doesn't help me it doesn't make my life better if your life is worse you know pulling you down doesn't bring me up 
It's like I it kind of just brings me down with you. So like, why would I want to do that? I don't understand it. Not my thing. But that's a lot of people. There's like a I've talked about this before, but there's like a rise in in pettiness. Like it's a good thing to be petty. It's like, oh, you should be proud of being petty. You know, it's just <laughs> I don't get it. You know, I feel like there are, I feel like being petty is not really, it's not an admirable trait to like be somebody who doesn't let things go and who just like, you know, attacks people in response to what they do. I just, I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel like that's not a good thing. I don't know why it's celebrated now. I don't think like being petty, being petty is easy. Try being like, try turning the other cheek, you know, try actually like, like, you know, try actually working to understand where somebody's coming from and realizing that like a lot of people are hurt. Most people have pain in their lives and the way they react and respond to stuff is often a result of that so why not instead of investing this energy and being petty like oh look i'm gonna clap back at them like why not try to understand people i don't know to me it seems like there's a greater there's like a greater benefit to that honestly so that's just where i'm at (laughs) with it but i've had i've had a hard life you know but iron has iron sharpens iron It's sharpened my skills, you know, sharpened my tools immensely to have the life that I've had. And I'm thankful for my strength. But as I often say, it's something that's easy to forget, but you don't have to be strong all the time. We don't have to be strong all the time. We don't have to have the armor up. We don't have to have the guard up. We can let our guard down and we can be vulnerable there's nothing wrong with that like nobody should be expected to be like this superhero all the time like it's not realistic and honestly it's not fair it's not fair to the people that are really going through that you know it's not it's not fair like we shouldn't have to constantly like be strong like sometimes you gotta everybody can just let let it out every once in a while and just really let things go like really let things really release the, their emotions like you sh- you really shouldn't have to just bottle it up and be strong like yeah that's it's it's admirable it is but at the same time it's like you got to for your own sake you need to allow yourself to release that you know, don't hold it in. It's not good for you. And it's not good for the people around you. So don't be afraid to to be vulnerable and actually, you know, let the emotions flow. And I see, you know, a lot of women, it's like, oh, you're so strong. She shouldn't have to be strong all the time. Like, support your queen, support her, like be there for her. Let her be the best version of herself and support her along the way. Like, don't stress her out. Make her feel like welcome. Make her feel like being with you is worth her time. Make her feel like you're not 
going to add stress to her life. You know, make her feel that. Don't make her feel like she has to fight for your attention or, or that like you're going to make her life worse, that you're some type of obstacle. Don't do that to your queen. Like, and ladies, don't do that to your kings either. Like, just do your best to be the best version of you for the people that love you. And that me- that doesn't always mean just giving in to everything they say. It means like keeping it real, being really honest and being the type of person that is like a strong focal point of their life, like who compliments them. And by that, I don't mean like, oh, nice hair, you know, ni- nice, uh, nice outfit you got on. I mean, like really compliment their life, like be a part of their life that, that is beneficial in every way and isn't just like there for the ride or there to you know don't make them have to worry about you they you should be the thing they don't have to worry about and i'm telling this to myself too you know i don't want to be i want to be the best person i can for the people i love so that's what i try and you know recognize real love don't don't settle for people who aren't really giving you that attention back, you know, I'm talking like I've had this hard lesson with family, especially lately. It's like, yeah, they're family doesn't mean they have your best intentions at heart. Sometimes they just like to keep you around as like a punching bag, either physically or emotionally and, um, or both. And, um, you got to recognize that and you got to realize like, Hey, I deserve better than this. Like, I deserve to be heard. I deserve to be respected. And that's been a theme on here lately. My guest this week is from Harmony Politics again. So shout out to her for coming on. Shout out to everyone going through the struggle. I feel your pain and I'm here for you if you need me. You know, I know, I know it's hard. This is like a very tough time for everybody. And I've, I hear you. I feel it. Like I have been through so much in the last few months and um, I'm here to talk. Like if you need me, you know, I got your back. So stay up and stay strong. It's always darkest just before the dawn. Okay, so I'm getting better at this. Uh, please reintroduce yourself to the listeners. <laughs> Hi, my name is Bianca Andrews. I am the owner of Harmony Politics. I usually go by B Harmony, so you guys, yeah, B Harmony. Okay, cool. And um, well, I, I guess we could do. We did this at the end of yours. We could do it at the beginning of mine. How can people find your uh, show and like and you in general? Okay, well, I have a website. It's harmonypolitics.com. I also have my own podcast, Search Harmony Politics, everywhere, subscribe, as well as Instagram, Harmony Politics underscore, Facebook, Harmony Politics. I mean, and on YouTube, search B Harmony or Harmony Politics, whichever. Everything's Harmony Politics, you guys. <laughs> right. And make sure you put B Harmony and not E Harmony, because that yeah. would be like a whole different thing, right? We're not on a dating show. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing? 
simple enough. I'm, yeah, I'm, pre- I'm doing pretty good, you know, despite this whole pandemic, just trying to figure out ways to save money and make money during this pandemic and avoid getting sick. Yeah, I know. It's Avoid it's, breathing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Huh? It's easier said than done. How's your How's your business doing? Uh, business is doing good. You know, I kind of hit like a stagnant point where, especially with like the social injustices that's going on and all the debts and things, I kind of got like a little tired of covering those type of topics, but you know, you got to stay relevant and you got to get your content out. So you're kind of forced to, so I have to take a little mini vacation after my season, one of my podcasts ended and just take a couple weeks off to de-stress and get my mind right. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I get what you mean, like, because I was going through, like, really, like, the, re- and I think I'm still kind of in it, like, the roughest period of my life, like, while all that's going on, and I felt bad, I'm like, I don't want to be selfish, but, like, I can't take much more negativity right now, you know, and I was, I went out to protest, and, you know, I, yeah. I was like, I tried to, I did what I could on this show, but it's kind of hard, like, when you're going through personal stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, it's difficult, so, um, shout out to the people that, that were, that were, more active than I was yeah Yeah, I mean it's okay to take a rest when you go through personal stuff because doing podcasts it really seems like it's so easy and everyone's oh anybody can make a podcast yes anybody can make a podcast but if you can you stay consistent can you provide information that people want to hear about can you are you relevant like that's where it starts to get tricky yeah, anyone can make them, but like a lot of them suck. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm not even. I'm not gonna act like this is like the best one in the world, but I, we we definitely have some some top tier episodes. For I sure, think. for sure. Yeah, and I like what you've been doing with yours too. So thank you so much. Yeah. So, um, how has how has like COVID affected your business so far? Um, well, you know, I was in the process of interviewing local government officials within San Bernardino County, uh, just to, you know, just to inform people in their city what's going on. That was what I was planning on doing. But the Corona happened and, you know, they don't want to do interviews and things, even virtual interviews and stuff because they want to be on camera. So just trying to redo my whole business strategy and how can I stay relevant with my podcast and move forward and, you know, I just decided that I want to teach people things, uh, whatever it is, I want them to learn something on my podcast and be able to go out and actually apply that and, and have some type of result from it. So I think just, you know, making sure I'm coming up with content that's relevant. And that's really the biggest thing is just coming up with stuff that's going to help you grow as a person mentally, spiritually and physically as well. Yeah, that, well, that's really good. I mean, especially in this time, you know, I think people need that like type of growth because mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of stuff is not growing. So <laughs> it's if you can like build growth for yourself as a person, then that's really important right. to help you get through that. Uh, how do you feel about 2020 so far? <laughs> Whew, 2020 is tricky. Wait, I feel like 2020 has been going really, you know, just different it's I mean it's bad because of the pandemic but in hindsight I feel like it's actually good for me because it's allowed me to have that time to really focus and understand that working is not everything like you really need to create your own and own your own and because you never want to be in a position like most people are right now where the government and your employees telling you your job is not essential you may feel like what you do every day is essential but the world is telling you no it's not essential yeah so So. Uh, that that's a weird thing, huh? Because it's almost like they're people who are essential almost like brag about it or mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the it's, tables have turned. Yeah, and it's stuff that wouldn't have been considered essential at one point, but now it is. So. And that's crazy that it took a pandemic for people to see what is essential because in hindsight, the people who work at the grocery stores have always been essential. Yeah. Without them stocking the shelves, you're not eating. Like, you're not picking out your food or anything. So, like, pretty much. They're finally getting the respect they deserve. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the essential workers. Yeah, exactly. Thank you guys. So, that's a good thing. Do you expect? the year to get better or worse like what do you think <laughs> honestly like i thought i think like i feel like most people like i didn't think this pandemic would be this long like it's been after long, the yeah. first wave that they started the phase one and two and i'm like oh, okay cool we're about to be back by my birthday in december no i don't i don't think so i think this is gonna be a really weird christmas for the whole world yeah <laughs> for it's... sure thanksgiving halloween all of that they canceled universal studios halloween horror nights oh wow man like that a lot of people are upset about that so i definitely don't see it getting any better especially with the democrats and the republicans arguing about stimulus checks and should we open back up should we care about the people should we open back up because the world's losing too much money so i don't see it getting any better no personally yeah i, I mean i hope but i think you might be right i don't know if it is gonna get better like it looks they're talking about like there was always a talk about there being a second wave and i don't even know if the first wave really has ended so yeah. it's like this is not good <laughs> and i know things are worse in california than they were mm -hmm. at first so that's a yeah. tough thing as a as a political expert how do you feel about kanye west's campaign for president um i think kanye west says a lot of things for shock value and i don't hold anything that he says to be true because as like most people who heard like oh kanye west is running for president i'm gonna vote for him but you have to understand that there's policy and procedure behind that if you didn't file the proper documentation it doesn't <laughs> matter how many signatures you get on the petition how many people write your name in none of that matters because you didn't you didn't there's a process for everything and you didn't follow the process so you really were never running for president like stop saying that like, yeah. <laughs> you didn't run for president you didn't file the right paperwork and forms that you were supposed to just say like you know you wanted a rally and you wanted you know trump supporters to come out and make america great again just just say that kanye it's right. easier <laughs> yeah I, I i get where you're coming from i feel like it was I feel like people have defended him as like being a genius for a long time, and I don't I'm know. Mad genius. Some stuff is is questionable for sure. What I, you know, and then I feel like once he does something wrong, then it's like, oh, he he was going through a bipolar episode. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like an easy way to kind of yeah. write it off. You know, like not Kanye West is is a very smart man, but his delivery is oftentimes wrong. Like, yeah. like the, even the, the most recent comments he made about Harriet Tubman not freeing the slaves. Yeah. I, I mean, he knows the rest of the whole world knows she let the Underground Railroad. We all know that. But I get the point of what he was saying. It's just his delivery. He couldn't find yeah. the right words. And I don't know. He was tongue tied on the spot. Maybe he got nervous. But the, the intention of what he meant by that was definitely true because... You know, I, we still are slaves to a certain extent, whether it's your slave to MasterCard, Visa, Capital yeah. One, Gucci, Prada, Louis, that car payment you have, that apartment you have for looks, but you know you can't afford every single month. Like, we're all slaves to something right now. So, essentially, no one's really free. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And, like, the vast majority of people, like, regardless of gender, ethnicity, like, a lot of, pretty much everybody is, like, basically, like... You're just on different levels of like being taken advantage of by, the, by power. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so. I think that's what Kanye meant, but he just, 
<laughs> his delivery is terrible. Like, even when he said that slavery was a choice, like, I get what he was saying, because it is a choice to go into debt and all that stuff, but you know, Kanye's Kanye, right? He hasn't been the same since the, was that album, The College Dropout? Yeah. yeah. So he should not have dropped out, maybe. <laughs> so, so, I think that's, that's like, that's probably the biggest issue I have with him, is that, like, he says these things recklessly that, like, that people who are more informed and who, like, look into things more are going to be able to translate better. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of people don't do that. So you're just going to have a lot of people pissed off and, like, you know, just or kind ignorant of... ignorant out here supporting yeah. your statements. And they're, they're not really going to, like... I don't know, they're not going to do, like, the critical research of it. And they're just kind of going to take it and run with it. Either way, either they're going to go all out in support and not really know the full essence of what you're saying or they're going to be angry and not know the full essence. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's the problem I've always had. Yeah, to whom, much, like, to whom much is given, much is required. And I think with the platform that he has, he definitely needs to be more mindful of what comes out of his mouth for sure. That yeah. concept, think before you speak, it's it's a real thing. It seems like, <laughs> oh, that's common sense, but it's a, it's a lot of people don't think before they speak. Yeah, and and with him, I you know I think he's just so he's into like like you said the shock value thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like you can be really good at at shock value and the stuff he says. Yeah, like saying that Harriet Tubman didn't really free the slaves. That's gonna cause like people to be shocked and right. like react. But at the same time, like what are you really doing with that? Right. <laughs> like, what's your whole goal in saying that? You know. Yep. So. I don't think sometimes he thinks about, like, the full aftermath of it, you know? No, he can't. There's no way. Yeah, and if you are a politician, sadly, you have to... I mean, you kind of... I know Trump gets away with saying a lot of stuff, but most politicians can't get away with saying all types of, like... Trump stuff gets like away that. with typing a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And most of the time when he says offensive things and all that, it's during a live press conference, and it's kind of like, well, it's out there now. What can you do? Right, so it's just kind of... It's an interesting time. Definitely. I would say that I feel like right-wing politicians are are kind of allowed by their side to, like, say more outlandish things. It's almost like if when a left-wing politician says something bad or like that's not really right they get canceled like i mean yeah because you know the left wing you the left you have the left side the democratic side that's all for the people and you know so they're more people conscious they don't want to say this because they know it's going to hurt someone they don't want to say that or they don't want to focus on this group and then that makes this group feel excluded they're all about everybody as a whole where's your right wing Republicans and conservatives are more like, like, look, let's focus on the economy and what it is. Like, there's no room for personal in here. Like, who cares? Yeah, they, so. exactly. So it's just like a whole different thing. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this guy says horrible things and divides a lot of people, but the my stocks are up. So <laughs> like, who cares? Like, just, that's like, that is exactly big. the difference between Republicans and Democrats. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't care what the president's talking about. The economy's doing good. Let's make America great again. That's they, that's, the, that's the philosophy. Yeah, basically. Do you, but is that a bad thing? <laughs> it's just a. It's just it's an interesting different. thing. Yeah. yeah, it's different for sure. Because I mean, at the same time, like the way the system is set up, like uh, like you can't just like totally limit people from profiting. So right. it's like it's just a it's a weird thing. <laughs> our our government, United States of America. Yeah. Do you think Kanye has a has a chance? No, he's not. He's not even in it. Like he's, I mean, he's a joke. Yeah. He's not. 
he's not in it don't go and write kanye on the ballot because it's pointless go and do your research on actual candidates who are going to do something and make a difference kanye west will not be president he's not going to get enough votes he didn't even file the paperwork people please do not write kanye west on your ballot okay right yeah it's sort of a it's sort of a waste yeah in a way just because it was a waste because he's not like on enough ballots like to actually get elected so well, he started it's a waste this... because he didn't file the proper paperwork yeah. so it doesn't matter if he gets on enough ballots or not he did not file enough paper the proper paperwork and form so just there's He's... no possible way even if he gets all the signatures in the world it doesn't matter he started this process like way too late he started it a day before the form was due yeah so it's like it wasn't <laughs> i don't even think he really is trying to win it's just it's you know there's like a there's something else going on there but i feel like this country is is run by moderates who just like change minor things and kind of unchange them once the other side gets in to keep the status quo like would would you say that that's accurate or um i'm sorry i was looking up the form that he didn't file so (laughs) yeah so he had to register with the federal election commission yeah. Oh, and then okay. the same day that he came out and said that he was running for president, the next day was the last day to file. Yeah, I so... highly, I am almost a hundred percent sure that that was not filed. Yeah, and you know it's like, and it's already really hard for like an independent candidate to exactly. make any traction. So and you have no party. Well, I mean, he does have the party. I guess the party affiliation of Republicans. If you go by appearances and yeah. things that he says, he definitely comes across as a conservative Republican. Right. Oh. I'm so. sorry. Can you repeat that other question? Oh yes. Yeah, sorry. I I was I didn't know you were researching. Um, I was gonna say. Oh, I said I feel like this country is kind of run by moderates who just like change minor things, and then once the other side gets in, they unchange them, and basically they're just both like working to keep the status quo. Mm-hmm. Like, would you say that's accurate, or how do you feel about that? Yeah, to a certain extent, you know. Um, there's a thing called shell billing and what shell billing is is the house of for example with the stimulus this new stimulus plan that rolled out the house of democrats proposed something and what we see is the public we see the money and the reasons why but if you read the bill in its whole there's things in there that are added that have nothing to do with the stimulus plan yeah and then you also have the republicans who do the same exact thing so in a sense they're both trying to fake it with each other but both sides know what's going on and what the real agenda is so it's really hard to come to some type of resolution yeah there's always that happens with a lot of bills they call it like pork or whatever Mm -hmm. like there's always like shell billing yeah those are those are common terms yeah but that's that's i mean we live in a world where everyone wants to be moderate everyone wants to be in the middle nobody wants to be forced to pick a side but that's the government and that's that's how this country was built unfortunately until we change the way that this country is built and or the way the country thinks i'm sorry then we're always going to operate and you're either left or you're right there there can be no in the middle but this generation z this new generation after us the millennials oh they're 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 going to (laughs) create i think i don't know if we'll be able to see it in our millennial lifetime but i say within the next few like decades the generational z will like have created an independent party that actually gets things done Uh, well hopefully i I hope so too because i believe that you know true independence that's what i promote on harmony politics is 
making an informed decision. Don't feel like just because you're a Democrat, you can never agree with something a Republican feels and vice versa. Just make your own independent decision. Yeah, they're not all like totally bad or, you know, like. Not all Republicans are racist. Not all Democrats are lefty loosies, you know? So. Not all of them are not racist. That part too. You definitely have some on both sides. Racist Democrats, yeah, so. I mean, I don't know. I, I, like, I, I lean more to the to the Democrat side, of course, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't like to affiliate myself with one party because, yeah. for one, I don't feel like. I always feel like there's so many different views in one party that right. it's sort of weird to embrace like the entire party when right. it's like there's some people that suck that are on that side. Right. There's some people who do yeah. some pretty messed up things as Democrats, and because you're a registered Democrat, do you have to agree with it? That's yeah. what the society tells you, but that's not true. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Like oh, you gotta you gotta pick a side. Or and I always felt like it would be much better if there were more relevant parties. Like mm-hmm. in other countries, there would be like six parties that actually have power. Yep. Here it's just two, really. Like none of the other parties have any real power. Two, pa- two parties to control how many billion people? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Welcome to America, folks. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> it's definitely an interesting system. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which non-politician do you think would make the best president? Um. <laughs> Since we're in this world now, where non-politicians can be presidents. Honestly, I don't. No, I definitely, I don't know. That's an interesting question to ask. I would have to go with, um, I mean, you know what? I think as much as I think Will Smith. You think so? Will Smith. Or wait, you know what? I Let me take that back. I, as much as I love Will Smith, um, I'm going to have to go with. He's probably one of the Mark, most Mark Lamont, people. Yeah, Mark yeah. Lamont Hill. Mark Lamont Hill is someone that I definitely would put my bid in for. I think that he's a very informative guy. He stays neutral. He's He definitely keeps his calm in the face of criticism and, you know, those tough conversations that people don't want to have. So I definitely think Mark Lamont Hill would be somebody who I would definitely like to see gain more political contra- uh, attraction and things like that. Okay. And what about, like, the... Who would be, like, the worst, like, celebrity to get that type of power, you think? I mean, I don't want to say uh, the person who's in office right now, but um, I can't think of anybody worse, to be honest. I mean, I really... Yeah, it would have to... I think maybe... Kim Jong-un, maybe, I guess? (laughs) I don't... Someone from another... Kim Jong-un? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... That's pretty much... It would probably have to be somebody, like more racist than Trump? Yes, yeah, so Cuz you could Kim, be more racist than Trump. Yeah, maybe Kim Jong Un would be uh, like, you know, your 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 Hitler type of people and things like that. Yeah. Know? I don't really see in America, I don't really see anybody really worse than Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean it doesn't Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Hillary Clinton isn't yeah. much better. Huh? No, Hillary Clinton definitely would never get my vote and Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean yeah, I I get where you're coming from. Like I would def- I'd rather have Biden than Trump, but it's not like I'm happy about it. <laughs> yeah, and I that's what I tell people during this election. It's kind of like you have to pick between the lesser of two evils. Like for me, Joe Biden is the snake in the grass that you don't see coming. You don't see the slithering things that he does yeah. until you actually go out and research and look more into what he's talking about. Whereas opposed to Donald Trump, he's a snake right in front of you on the street. At least you know it's a snake, right? You know what to expect. You know what's going to happen. And that's just what it is. Yeah. But so, they're both bad. Both are snakes that need to be removed. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, like. I don't know. I just, like, I don't get... It always surprises me when I see people that are, like, super enthusiastic about Biden. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's... 
strange to me. I don't know, like, personally, I mean, I don't talk politics a lot on here, but I think people know that I was, like, I definitely was going for Bernie over Biden. Because right. I felt like me he too. would have done a lot more for people. But it sucks because it just felt like people were more... I feel like Biden basically won based on his affiliation to Obama. Of course, of That's course. what it felt like. It felt like that was all it was because people didn't even really know what he wanted to do. That, and that's his whole. that was his whole basis for getting the African-American vote. <laughs> I ran next to Obama and all this stuff. He actually did an interview on The Breakfast Club where he actually came right out and said, you ain't black if you don't know to vote for me over Donald Trump. I actually have a podcast on it, so if you guys go search Harmony Politics you, uh, season one, you definitely can hear that and everything. Yeah, that's that was a, yeah, that was like, was come on, guys. <laughs> but then for me, as someone who's really into politics and who's well versed in it and studied it, I understand the severity of that statement. But I also understand how that statement, ironically, was good for him because you have black people saying, "Well, he's right. If you don't vote for him, then you vote for Donald Trump, and he's the racist." Yeah. When you have to take your personal feelings outside, aside from politics, and they have no room in it, politics like people think they do. It's it, politics is the application of science. Like it's a it's an art to it. It's not. It's nothing to do with personal feelings. Well, how did you feel about that statement? Because to me, it sounds like ironically kind of racist. I, oh, I was pissed. <laughs> I was absolutely pissed. Like, not only is it an insult to black people by by someone who's not black telling me that I'm not black if I don't vote for you, a non-black person. But on yeah. top of that, too, you're disrespecting all of these people who are black conservatives or black Republicans or, you yeah. know, because a lot of people who are Republicans and conservatives, they're coming from an economic standpoint. They own businesses and things like that. They're all about money. So you're disrespecting an entire group. Y- yeah. And for what? For votes like come on bro like you you could have said anything at the end of that interview but you <laughs> you got caught up in the moment being on a black on a black <laughs> um uh radio show the breakfast club and you got caught up and you said some crazy things and like being black has nothing to do with voting and you but you made it that way by saying that statement yeah yeah and and you know it just it's like what does Joe Biden know about being black? <laughs> I, that's what I want to know. Like, please tell me. Like, please tell me. What does me. he know? Like, it just seemed, it was very, I thought it was really, he says a lot of, like, really awkward things like Man. that. And it's like, I mean, I know Trump has said worse stuff than that, you yeah. know, but it's still like, man, that's I have a video on my awkward. YouTube page um, about Joe Biden, and it's like clips of him just saying the most outlandish things, not just to black people. He goes into a 7-Eleven. Like, there's the, the video on my pay, on my YouTube page. You guys, check it out. Because he, <laughs> he, he says things like this, not just to African-Americans or Chinese or Indians. This is something that he has constantly done. <laughs> but it's done in such a joking way that you don't realize that you, you should be offended by his comments. Yeah. <laughs> the snake just... in the grass comment I made earlier. That's Joe <laughs> Biden. He just has, like, a... I don't know. He, he He's not the best at, like... He's not the best public speaker, I would say. Right, yeah, definitely. So it's, 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 he's very awkward. Him or Trump, so. Right. Coming from a president who was so eloquent and so smooth when he talked and just, yeah. it didn't even seem like he needed a prompt to, to these two, so. How did, I wonder how, how Biden didn't pick any of that up. <laughs> I don't know. You're I mean, right. I guess he's not as bad as Trump, but it's yeah. like, man, you're, he's not exactly. At least he knows to do that type of talk like that behind closed doors to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean. I guess in a way, like, I, that's one thing I am glad about with Trump and his supporters is it makes it very clear what type of people they are. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, 
at least you can identify it. It's not. It's out in the open now, which is better than it being hidden. Right. I would say, but it's still obviously like it sucks that it exists in the first place. Right. But you know, at least we know. <laughs> so, do you think presidents have real power, or are they more figureheads? Um, I definitely believe that they're more figureheads. I think that somebody has to be in the front and take everything, the good and the bad. But I think that they're they're being ran. It's a they're the puppet. They're the master puppet. And yeah. There, what's the guy? Ge- Geppetto. Geppetto. Yeah. Yeah. They, there, there's a there's Pinocchio? yeah. There's the, the you know the thirteen original bloodlines, the thirteen original colonies. You have the Rothschilds, your central banking systems, and things like that. Those are the, really the people in power who run the world, who, who tell them what to do. I think. Yeah, I would say so. And who, who do you so that it would that be who you think really like controls the country? Absolutely, of, the thirteen original bloodlines, the Rothschilds, the the richest, the one percent that owns most of the world. Yeah, they're definitely running the world. They're setting the trends. They're doing all this. There's a meeting that that takes place. I believe it's called the um, uh, what is it? It takes place in Europe every once a year. They do it. I, I want to say it's the Berlin Berlinger Bellinger meeting or something like that. Okay, there's the um, there's that Bilderberg group. I don't that's know it that's right there, Bilderberg. Sure yes, that's, that's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about, and that happens once a year. That's the most richest and wealthiest people in the world who all come together. And what are they talking about? They're talking about the world, people. Come on, they're talking about what trends they're going to allow, what's what's going to happen. Like you know that we if it's if it's not them talking about running the world then why isn't the meeting open to the public why isn't it live streamed why is there yeah. no transcripts come on like yeah and and when you have that much of the money and money r- kind of runs the world it makes sense that they would have all that power yeah, why, like, why do you need our opinion you own like you own the world so yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna ask us for <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is most important for people to do if they want change in the current if they want to change like the current state of things because hmm. they want to change the current state i i definitely i'm a big believer in research do your research research until you're tired of researching and then research some more everything that you don't know you can look it up and you can google it youtube whatever the case is just make sure that you are knowledgeable in everything that you want to pursue and especially when it comes to politics and, and government I before I even make any type of decision as far as a bill to get behind a vote or even right down to the local city government level, I research every person, every candidate. Okay, well they said that they support this pro- project. Well, let me go and look at like for example Joe Biden's anti crime bill that he started with Hillary Clinton. Go back and research the actual anti crime bill and see the effects of it, and then make an informed decision from that. So just if you don't do your research, I don't think that you'll ever come to any conclusion because you're going to be told what to come to or you're going to judge you're going to judge a situation based off of well my parents feel like this so I feel like that but yeah. you may not at all and if you, because you didn't do the research you don't know that yeah that is a big thing for sure and like you know your parents do have like a major influence mm-hmm. on your life and one thing that I'll see I remember like back in the day like actually when we were in high school mm-hmm. I, d- I went to... Um, Don't say back in the day. We're not that back old. Back in the day. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's true. It's not that It's not that long ago. Yeah, like last year. No. <laughs> so I went to um, like a, a no on eight protest. Okay. If you remember the yes. Prop 8. Proposition 8. Yeah. So I was at the no on eight protests and there weren't any... Well, we were kids technically, but we were on our own. We were... It was us kids 
us high school kids. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, there was a small yes on eight protest. And these people were bringing their kids to that. Like, they're like seven, eight-year-old kids. And I don't know, I just kind of felt like... I, I personally felt like that wasn't really right to do. But I don't know if that's just me. I felt like you probably shouldn't be influencing your kids in that way. But I know people are passionate about that. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, you know, we live in a world where you're... you're your economic status is oftentimes based on your socio status. So yeah. how your parents are. If your parents are middle class Americans, more than likely, you know, you're gonna be a middle class American. That's just that's how the world works. It's not right because there's people who break out of that, but we live in a world where you're influenced by your home. And that's that's where your biggest if you were raised Christian, more than likely when you leave the home, you will still have some of those Christian values. It would be very hard for you to break out of that and see other type of religions or study other type of perspectives and different points of view because you've been pretty much you've been conditioned all your life to believe in what they believe in. Yeah, so, so. it's and you're just used to that. Right. You, know? you don't know any other way. So when someone comes to you with an idea that doesn't conform to what you are used to or you grew up with it's like oh you get defensive immediately and it's just it's so taboo and even in politics that happens a lot that's why politics are so a lot of young people are not into politics our age but when you see older people and things like that they have these heated discussions because people are so set in their ways politically that it's hard for them to see the other side or even acknowledge that there is another point of view out there that that might actually be better than yours so yeah yeah i think people people are like resistant to change for sure so because i'm guilty of it preconceived notions i'm definitely guilty of that like i've been preconditioned to believe that i'm supposed to be a democrat yeah, well, I mean, so I'm just, just like to... yeah, especially as an African American, you know, African Americans, we we're preconditioned to believe that Democratic Party is the best thing for us, whether that's by way of social reform programs from WIC, food stamps, cash aid, government assistance, whatever it is, we think that oh well, that means that this party cares more about us because they're willing to help us more. Yeah, but is it helping or is it a hindrance? So just asking those type of questions alone allows you to open your mind and expand your thought process. Yeah, that's true, and, like, I've never really liked when, like, I don't, I've never really liked how they, how people will do that. They'll be like, oh, well, you're not black if you don't vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. It seems like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's like, that type of stuff, people don't even realize that it's, like, racist. Right, you know? like, so you're telling me if I blow, if I vote Republican, when you look at me, are you going to see a white person now, or am I still black? Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of different reasons why people vote the way they yeah, vote. You know? Exactly. And, and it's no one's business why. If you if you don't want to share it, you don't have to. That's the whole point. Yeah, but. and, and just yeah, and just for example, like I feel like there are plenty of like black people that are pro life mm-hmm. and Republicans tend to be more pro life, so and people are very serious about that issue. So yeah, yeah. if they happen to be like very pro life and like mm-hmm. most Democrats are not, then they they might go to the Republican Party because yep. it's like to them, if they're, you know, if that's, like, their their main issue in life, and if they feel like it's murder, like, it's something they're going to be passionate about. Right. So, it's, exactly. I mean, I get it, like, you know, I, I understand why people would feel that way, even if I don't necessarily agree. I get, mm-hmm. I get the perspective, you know, so. So, um, what do we have going on locally in politics? Um, right now, not too much, you know, within San Bernardino County, we still have the same issues we were having before. The San Bernardino Airport International deal, the the FBI investigating that, the whole scandal with the mayor and the sexual harassments for San Bernardino City, 
Um, we still got, they actually passed it. So there'll be a new Amazon facility right in, I think it's like borderline Montclair Upland kind of where the transit center is. They're going to be building a new Amazon e-commerce oh, right? facility. Okay. It passed. So just pretty much just things that they're going to start building to create jobs and things like that within San Bernardino County. But nothing really is going on because of this whole pandemic. That's really the main focus right now. Okay. Well, how do you feel about Amazon in general? <laughs> I mean, I'm a Amazon Prime member, so I'm definitely, you know, you use it, yeah. I, I understand it. But I mean, if I could get the product physically and have it, then I, I try not to go through Amazon. Yeah. Because it is, at the end of the day, it is a, it's the biggest drop shipping company in the world. Like, yeah. And it's just, the amount of money that Amazon makes is un, it's just crazy. And I kind of don't want to contribute to it. I mean, my small amount is not definitely going to make an impact, but. You know, I'm, I'm all well, for everybody it. does. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm all for Amazon. You know, it creates jobs, it helps people, and uh, anything that's gonna help you get better, that's fine with me. Even if you're using Amazon services to go get your wholesale shirts or whatever it is that you're doing, I'm all for it as long as you're using it for something that's gonna help you to gain independence financially from working for somebody else and now working for yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, do you see yourself sticking around the IE for your career, or are you planning on moving your operations, like, somewhere else? You know what? That's a really good question, and that's something that I was just asked. They asked me if I would move to Montana, and I was like, that's, that's so random. But, <laughs> like, far. yeah, but just the thought process, like, I think that if I can get Harmony Politics to a level where I can take it anywhere... I'm going out the country. I'm leaving the USA. Yeah. I, I gotta go. Like this, this place and just the society and the the standards and the conformity. Like I just, I don't know. I'm not really feeling it. I haven't been ever. I've always felt not necessarily out of place, but I just felt like the world is such a big place. Why do I have to stay here? Like this is a great foundation and a great place to start, but. I, I like other countries. I want to go to other countries. And I think that I can do this from anywhere once I get it there. Yeah, that's true. Well, what other countries are you interested in, would you say? Um, Definitely Australia, for sure. New Australia. Ze- yeah, for okay. sure. New Zealand, maybe. Um, those are, I'd love to those live in Egypt. Fun. I would love to live in Egypt for a little bit. But, you know, it's kind of a hostile area and things going on. Yeah, my um, dad visited Egypt, actually, when he was in the military, so... Yeah. It so. seemed like an interesting place. Yeah, but like, you know, just anywhere, anywhere, really, I'm open to go anywhere. I mean, USA will always be home, though, for sure. Definitely make sure I come back here and visit and everything. But if I can, if if the universe allows and my finances allows, I would definitely probably go to Australia first. Okay, that's interesting. Sure. What is it about Australia that, like, intrigues you? I mean, besides the kangaroos and no, all just yeah, like, like, just, I don't know, koalas. I just feel like they're their 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 culture and the way that they handle things and even the way that they're handling the pandemic it just seems more appropriate even Denmark too Denmark is on my list like just it just seems more appropriate I guess I don't know I just doing a better job yeah yeah, I just feel like they they have a better handle on people out there and people out there are more accepting like if you look at like the history of other countries and how they're they started like ours you know, it's, the history is ugly, and we, until we acknowledge the history and what happened, we're always going to have these problems like we're having right now, where you have 
cops killing unarmed black people, Latinos, the disproportion of mass incarceration, you know, social reform programs. And you're always going to have this until we acknowledge what happened and move forward and come up with a plan to, okay, well, how do we combat these years of systematic oppression? How do we come up with a better solution to where we don't have to deal with this later? Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's definitely a mess. I feel like that's the thing is people are more willing to pump money into prisons yes. than they are to pump money into preventing mm-hmm. people from going to prison. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like we don't put money into schools like that, but we put all this money into prisons. And it's just like nobody sees anything wrong with that. Like right. maybe if like schools were better or if there were more options or if there were really like counseling available to people more instead of like a lot of people go through life and never talk to a, a counselor or anything despite having like a bunch of trauma right and because it's expensive and right. the average person can't really afford it or you know like and a lot of a lot of people can't afford it so it's and, like yeah and to like build on a little bit of what i was saying with this ugly history in our country and stuff it's the voting right act of 1965 that passed that allowed African-Americans to vote. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but every three years, that Voting Right Act has to be reauthorized or else now, to this day in 2020, African-Americans will not be able to vote unless it's not reauthorized in every three years. Why is that even still a stipulation all the, from 1965 till now so you know like just little things like that subtle things that you know you don't pay attention to or you may not even be aware of that's our country yeah that should have been wiped out that shouldn't even been like oh it has to be renewed why why would it have to be renewed like that's that's crazy exactly so. and yeah and one thing you know one thing that would really sway elections because one time i looked up like the number of people that were felons or like mm-hmm. former felons and you know they can't vote there's millions of them. So if they could all vote, yeah. like, it would change elections. And exactly. and I don't see why they shouldn't be able to vote. To me, it well, doesn't make sense. And you're, and you're asking the same questions that the state of Florida is asking when the state of Florida recently just passed a law that allows felons who have been released to vote with stipulations, of course. And those stipulations come from you have to be discipline-free for a certain amount of time. Mm. You have to have served majority, three-fourths of your sentence, and you also have to have your fines and everything paid. That is the biggest thing for felons. How can you pay off those fines if you can't get a job when you get out because you're a felon? They don't want to hire you. So it's still, (laughs) you're still not able to vote because in the state of felon, they have over 700,000 felons in the state of florida alone that's That's a a huge number not voting i want to say there was like 20 million or something when Mm -hmm. it it was something like a lot in the country and it's like if all those people could vote well for one thing most of them probably aren't going to vote right wing right right (laughs) right right. they're in in these right wing institutions yep so i think that's part of it that right wing institutions is good (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I don't, I'm kind of generalizing, but in general... Mass incarcerations. Yeah, no, it's it is. Like it's money. It's a, a business. Yeah, so I think most... Of, like, there, of course, there's going to be some that vote, right? But the most of them aren't, so that would really sway, like, a lot of elections. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of why they push that so much. Because to me, it really doesn't make sense why you should lose your right to vote if you still live in a place and you're still affected by the laws. Right. It's like, are people thinking, like, oh, all the murderers are going to vote to make murder? Okay, it's like, like- there aren't enough... <laughs> There aren't enough, exactly. like, murderers to actually do that. Exactly, exactly. Like, that's the whole point. That's another form of <laughs> oppression that's here in the United States. And the the thing that, that gets me, kind of, is, like, 
the arrogance that we have as a country that we think people want to have laws like we have. Like, yeah. that's so... To go over to the Middle East and say, your laws aren't working, you guys are oppressed. Well, we're oppressed here. It's just, it looks like we're a little bit more free so than oppressed. We're free to move around and do all this, but we're really oppressed when it comes to laws and actually putting in change and having our voices heard as a people. Yeah, most... I mean, most of our voices aren't even heard, right. so... You know, it's it's not as different as people think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for for um, for outsiders, what would you say is like the biggest difference between L.A. and the I.E.? I've been asked this before, but I think it's like something. The I.E. is the Inland Empire for people who don't even know, like <laughs> who listen. Because I know there's people in different parts of the country right. and other countries that listen. The Inland Empire of so- so California, Southern yeah. California. Uh, what are we about like 30, 45 miles outside of Los Angeles? Yeah, depending on the part. L.A. is so huge. We're, it, part, oh, the you know, Empire is big, too. Yeah. San so Bernardino County is depends. one of the biggest counties in the world. Like, right now, we're about 20, 30 miles from L.A. Like, yeah. somewhere... Because there's East L.A., and then there's, like, right. downtown. Like Downtown. We'll hit downtown yeah. in 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the biggest difference is... It's a culture difference. It's just a mindset difference, honestly. Like, L.A., you have... There's constantly always something to do. You constantly have um, people setting trends. You have Hollywood, of course, so that's a huge influence in L.A. Yeah. You have people who who do anything in the world to keep up with trends out there. You have people who understand, you know, like, it's not always about looks, so they team up and get housed and things like that. Whereas in the Inland Empire, you have more so of, like, more, I mean, not more families, but you have a different... I don't know. It's just a different type of feel out here. It's more so independent and everyone kind of sticks to their own. Whereas in LA, everyone networks and if yeah, you, you're not true. anybody if you don't know this person or that person. Whereas out here, it's kind of like, eh, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like the Inland Empire is such an untapped market compared to Los Angeles that I think that's the biggest difference. LA, everybody's pretty much, it you can find 10 market, people yeah. who are doing the same thing. I can go out right now to LA and meet 10 women and I, I guarantee you at least five or six of them want to be an actress or a model. Yeah. Whereas opposed to out here, you know, there's different types of people, different walks of life. And it's more it's more diversity, I guess, as far as what their ambition, goals are and stuff. And yeah. style, of course, you know. The Inland Empire has its own style, style for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's different for sure. There's even like, I feel like the music out here is even a little bit different. So. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting. It's not so hardcore, and it's a little little something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I I can't really fully describe it, but I would say it's it definitely has its own thing going on. You know? Like the different movements, jerking movements back when we were in high That's school. That's true. Like that is just... more of a Inland Empire thing. Yeah, huh? for sure. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and then I feel like um I feel like this area is interesting because it's in California. There are a lot of people. Like, if this were in another state, these cities would be, like, major cities. Right. But since it's, like, since it's outside of L.A., it doesn't it doesn't feel like it as much. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, once you're getting to, like, a city like Riverside has, like, what, 400,000 people? Like, that's a lot of people. Yeah. You know? Or, like, Ontario has almost 200,000 people. Like, that's as big as, like, the biggest cities in some states. So it's kind of crazy to think of. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cities like that around here that are, like, really big cities that are... I don't all know. lumped in together. Yeah, so it's weird because it is technically the suburbs of LA, but these are actual cities at the same time. Right. You know, normally a suburb in another place will have like, I don't know, like 
10,000, 5,000 people. And then here it's like, it's a suburb and it has 400,000 people. Well, you have a lot of people who live in the Inland Empire who just work in LA because they don't want to live out there because of crime and all yeah, types of it's poverty. Expensive. Yeah, it's, it's super expensive. It's more expensive to live in the city than it is to live in the Inland Empire suburbs. So. Yeah, so, yeah, which is funny. It's, it's interesting it's how that works. Yeah, it's You like, would think it would be more expensive to live out here considering we have more houses, kind of, I mean, it's not spacious, but it's more space than LA where you have nothing but apartments everywhere you go and liquor stores and, and grocery stores and things like that. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's definitely like a, it's different in that yeah. way for sure. Well, um, did you have any questions for me or... I, mean, I guess you had them on your show. Yeah, so. so you guys can definitely go and check out Harmony Politics Podcast where you can catch all the questions that I asked Zero Grab on my show. There you and go. And if you guys want to know more, definitely subscribe to Harmony Politics, social media, YouTube, the whole thing. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a free webinar August 26th on how to develop your own website. We're going to be using HTL, HTML coding, CSS, and JavaScript. So definitely be on the lookout for that. For those of you guys who are entrepreneurs and want to start your own. I know website coding sounds crazy, but I promise you it's not as hard as everyone makes it seem. There's there's levels to it and I'm going to teach you guys the most basic level to where you can charge people to make them websites and it only takes like maybe four or five hours out your day or however you want to do it so okay well that, I think that's good like we were talking about on your show it's another way to make income so yep. <laughs> there you go well thank you so much for coming on thank and you I'm, for having me as always well yeah it was fun um this one should be a little better than when we tried the anchor yeah, to anchor thing. That anchor to anchor definitely. <laughs> I haven't tried that since. Yeah. It was, <laughs> so it was it was it was good to have you on, and I wish you luck in your endeavors. You too, as well. I look forward to hearing this episode. Thank you. Well, thank you, and until next time. KZRO Sports (laughs) UFC Fight Island 3 UFC on ESPN 14 in other words Uh, man not a bad card honestly so in the main event former middleweight that's 185 pounds champion Robert Whitaker won a unanimous decision over 5 to beat Darren Till uh, Whitaker improved to 21 and 5 Till dropped to 18 3 and 1 um you know, not too much on that. It was a, a good win for Whitaker, and he's he's probably in line for a title shot in the near future, even though he lost the belt to Adesanya. Israel Adesanya, the style bender, of course, the current middleweight champ. Um, in the co-main, MMA legend Mauricio Shogun Hua improved as 27-11-1 with a split decision win over fellow legend Antonio Nogueira, who fell to 23 and 10 at uh, 205, which is light heavyweight. So both, I mean, both fighters are just about finished. This was their third fight and Shogun won all three. So I don't, don't really know why there was a third fight. 
the last fight was in 2015, which both of them have, have looked very old for a while now. And no disrespect to the guys. I mean, Shogun is 38 and Nogueira is 44. So it's understandable that they would be like past their best. I'm not trying to insult. And they've both been through a lot of wars. So it makes sense. But uh, hats off to the legends for putting on a fight. You know, it's it's uh, it's good to still see the legends around. I hope both guys are able to retire with their faculties intact, as I wish for everyone, you know. I don't want to see people go out taking a bunch of beatings and anything like that. So um, hats off to the legends. And then in another noteworthy fight on the card, former heavyweight 265-pound champ Fabricio Verdum improved to 24-9-1 and and welcomed Alexander Gustafsson to heavyweight with a first-round armbar submission. So tough night for Gustafson, who of course gave John Jones one of the toughest fights of his career in a fight that a lot of people felt Gustafson won. But um, man, tough loss for Gustafson. He falls to eighteen and seven, and honestly, he has lost a lot of his last bunch of fights. You know, he's lost like I believe the last three in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Gustafson is having a rough time lately, so hopefully um, <laughs> for his sake he can come back. But good win for Verdum, who who may be just about done himself in terms of the of his MMA career. So good win for him, and you know, not too much. I Gustafson's got to go back to the drawing board on that. I mean, there's no real shame in getting submitted by Verdum because Verdum is like a very dangerous submission artist but at the same time man Gustafson just <laughs> like he moved up in weight significant you know significant amount of weight is the biggest jump you can make in MMA and he ends up losing you know pretty or very quickly in that fight so you know and I think ever since the first fight with John Jones that he lost his career has kind of taken like a a downward spiral. So I don't know. Like I know I'm spending a lot of time on Gustafson, but it's just he was so impressive against John Jones, and then now you know he's he's taken he's had a tough time. So Gustafson he lost to John Jones right back in 2013, disputed loss, but he lost to John Jones. He lost to John Jones, then he won against Jimmy Manua, which was a solid win. And then after that, he got knocked out by Anthony Rumble Johnson in the first round, first knockout loss of his career. Then he lost a split decision to Daniel Cormier, another close fight. Then he won two fights in a row against Jan Blakowicz and Glover Teixeira. Then he fought John Jones in a rematch and got KO'd in the third round. And then he lost by submission to Anthony Smith, and now he lost to Fabricio Verdum. So... Tough night, man. Tough, tough time for him. So he has now lost, let's see, five of his last seven. So not great. Uh, and six of his last eight? Yes. No, six of his last nine. So tough. Man, it's a tough time for Gustafson. So hopefully he can um, 
Hopefully he can bounce back for his sake, but I'm not I'm not so sure. And in other sporting news, the NBA is starting back up with scrimmages now. So we've seen that. Um, seen a couple of Lakers scrimmages. And uh, it, so far, I mean, I think it's been fun. It's been interesting to watch. I don't think that it's taken too much away from the experience with there not being fans there, but it does feel different for sure as you're watching it. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. I really think whoever wins this year, this is like, this is the real man's championship. This is a tough, this is a tough championship to win. So I'm not going to fault anybody for losing, but I'm definitely going to be impressed by anybody that can come out of this year with the dub because, man, I think it's a tough year to, to try to win the championship. The MLB is starting up now as well, but there's just, you know, and so far so good for MLB. There's been a couple like people, a couple players that have like been forced to withdraw or like take a break because of COVID, but overall not a bad start. But overall, in general, there's just still so much up in the air with the sports world. So hopefully um, things go well, but I really don't know what to expect, as, as nobody really does. It's an unprecedented time. But uh, this has been KZRO's Boards. And now let us read from the book of Grav. <clears throat> I blow apart you hoes for art. I go through like I'm bone apart. Bone appetite, these rappers weak. They are where my laughter peaks. You don't even know what's going on. By now, they better know the flowing strong. I will not be dehumanized. You can step up and get euthanized. Either way, man, the shooters ride. Get stomped out soon as your crew replied. Rappers bugging, this is pesticides. They don't even see all they stress is pride. Get so wrapped up in the imagery. It's hard to get them to see. This is something they can't categorize. Young Zinni on a magical rise. I'm so damn boosted, they all got a jam to it. Like, damn, you sick. I make the slam music that pricks get bodied by. I'm too godly to modify on Spotify. <laughs> I'm so damn boosted. <laughs> they all got a jam to it. Like, damn, you sick. I make that slam music that pricks get bodied by. I'm too godly to modify on Spotify or any other platform. Thank you. I suppose I should also mention this because it would be kind of rude not to. We are having our differences, but this it is my dad's birthday, July 27th. So, I I'll I'll give him that birthday shout out. Happy birthday, dad. Um I, I, man, it it's been a rough road, but um, happy birthday, and hopefully you're able to see many more. I'll just keep it simple. And we are just about done with our magical Godcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you 
for real to listeners. Uh, thank you to B Harmony of Harmony Politics for joining me this week. A change up for sure. This isn't normally a political podcast, but I think it's good to discuss these issues from time to time. And uh, oh, and make sure you check me out on on the Harmony Politics podcast. I'll be on tomorrow, actually, which is Tuesday. This is this. If you're listening to this, it's at least Monday by now. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be on there the next day. So check me out on there. We had a, a nice discussion, and uh, I was I thought it was a good good conversation i enjoyed it and uh i thank her for having me on and sharing me on her platform so make sure you check her out um and you can you know you can find me at life in zero the number zero gravity on instagram i'm not on there all the time but if you dm me i will see it i i don't i try to stay off of like the feed and all that i don't know i'm not (laughs) too many memories on instagram and honestly i'm kind of on my way off of there but I thank you for being here and listening. And um, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite songs from Life in Zero Gravity Part 3, produced by my my friend A.O. Norm, who I'm looking to collaborate with more. You know, I've kind of thought about it. And oh, shout out to Blue and Exile, man, because they came out with an album a couple about a week and a half ago called Miles and... um. It was just really great to hear that type of music still being put out. So it's not, you know, and, and it got me thinking like, hey, why don't me and A.O. Norm do like the Blue and Exile thing? So I might have to do that. Of course, I'm the MC. He'd be the producer. I produce stuff, my stuff, the majority of my stuff. Uh, A.O. Norm actually produced this track. And it's, I, I, I love this track. It's probably one of my favorite tracks that I've done. So um I thank you for your time and I hope you enjoy it. And until next time, thank you for entering Dimension 11. Don't take yourself too seriously. Just chill and relax with the vibes of Zero Gram, AO Norm, and the Astro Allegory. Just go surface level fake deep But fans are sure to rebel Fake deep ain't as smart as you think you are Fake woke you in a couple links too far huh? Ooh look at you you figured it all out Bigger to talk your head bigger to call out Everyone thinks their brain has no equal But everyone ain't smarter than most people You wanna be this all time great that's hollow So place your hang near this ace the gallows That burn is too deep don't waste the aloe Go ahead fire your final basic salvo Any impact will be erased in Nanos investing in you is misplacing bandos. Don't chase the battles, you phony pretenders. Go face the shadows, you won't be remembered. I'll stay wary, your solutions vary. Basically, but you claim revolutionary.
fake deep You just go surface level fake deep But fans are sure to rap with fake deep And as smart as you think you are Fake woke you in a couple blinks too far Fake deep You just go surface level fake deep But fans are sure to rap with fake deep And as smart as you think you are Fake woke you in a couple blinks too far Fake deep You just go surface level fake deep But fans are sure to rap with fake deep And as smart as you think you are Fake woke you in a couple blinks too far Fake deep, you just go surface level Fake deep, but fans are sure to rap with fake deep Ain't as smart as you think you are Fake woke, you went a couple links too far Deadest horses, of course it's morbid Try to torture us till we're forced to forfeit Your bits won't, we already know the drill You don't show the skill to put up with overkill Music is a magic place that people go to chill Not to be preached at, the most you posters will Grab sad beats and go overly introspective Minus real knowledge with your thin perspective Have fun if the message you're sending is strong It's about boundless, the yin and the yang Fake deep, you just go surface level Fake deep, but fans are sure to rap with fake deep And as smart as you think you are Fake woke you in a couple blinks too far Fake deep, you just go surface level Fake deep, but fans are sure to rap with fake deep And as smart as you think you are Fake woke you in a couple blinks too far Fake deep, you just go surface level Fake deep, but fans are sure to rap with fake deep And as smart as you think you are Fake woke you in a couple blinks too far Fake deep, you just go surface level Fake deep, but fans are sure to rap with fake deep And as smart as you think you are Fake woke you in a couple blinks too far Fake deep, you just go surface level Fake deep, but fans are sure to rap with fake deep And as smart as you think you are Fake woke you in a couple blinks too far Fake deep, you just go surface level Fake deep, but fans are sure to rap with fake deep And as smart as you think you are Fake woke you in a couple blinks too far Life in Zero Gravity, Part 3. 